Like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. Hello everyone and welcome to Weisscast. I am your host, Aaron Weiss, along with your co-host. Hey. <laughs> it is April 10th week something of quarantine. And I am still making it. <laughs> that's I mean, that's really the, the main victory here. How about you, Bryant? I'm doing doing good. Still, still having to work, so nothing's changed on my end. Got some sweet tea here. That's the uh, that's the thing that's keeping me going. I live for the sweet tea. Uh, um, let's see. This week, this week we got a couple changes to the to the show. By that I mean like one. We're doing video game twenty questions. Um, kind of blatantly copying one of my favorite podcasts, but whatever. Uh, everybody's copying somebody. No one copyrighted true. anything. It's so true. Uh, but yeah. We're going to do video game 20 questions instead of movie or TV show 20 questions or athlete 20 questions. Uh, so this would be pretty fun because it's your week to guess. <laughs> uh, Why don't you want to give me some bougie video game to guess like you did with all your TV shows? Hey, hey, don't worry. I'm not going to pull out an, an Atari Jaguar for you to guess, you know, like people, I'm not gonna, the people know I'm not going to go to ColecoVision. You know what I'm saying? ColecoVision. <laughs> Don't, no, nah, I'll I'll keep it. I'll keep it, you know, like relatively mainstream. All right, we'll see. And it will be. <laughs> it will have been a well-received game. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I guess, you know, first we, we we should start with the good old joke. Tell me a joke. Here's one for the kiddos. Why did the cow go to New York City to see the musicals? That's the reason I would go to New York City to see some see some musicals. Yeah, but you know what that brings us to? Let's get to the news. <laughs> This week we have uh Brian, how many is that? An actual it's an it's an actual half dozen. Pretty close to a baker's dozen. Anyways, it's literally not. It's close. It's close. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not. You don't even know what a baker's dozen is. <laughs> it's okay. I don't if you send know. any feedback to Wisecast, <laughs> inform this man. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I I I, I'm better at being shown, so if you, like, send me, like, a baker's dozen of donuts or of cookies or of bagels, it'd be the best. Anyways, first up on the slate this week, PlayStation, out of nowhere, dropped pics of their new DualSense controller. 
Yeah. And it has very polarizing. It, it was, it's been very polarizing. I personally like it. Yeah, I think it looks awesome. <laughs> I think it looks awesome. A lot of people don't. Yeah, that's um, because they're a bunch of freaking weeaboo losers. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. If you don't like it, you're a weeaboo loser. Um, so the shape in and of itself is more, you know, for it's lack more, of a better term. It's more round. For lack of a better term, it's more Xbox-like. Yeah, yeah. It's much more Xbox-like than it is. Uh, it's two-tone. It's two-tone. It's uh, It goes from from white to black, and then there's two light bars on either side of the touchpad. Um, actually, was shocked that they brought the touchpad back because I felt like that feature was underutilized on the PS4. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it still has the um, the thumbsticks the way PlayStation's always had them if they're not offset like Xbox. Um, all the you know buttons are pretty much the same. They renamed the share button to create. I think it has pretty much the same functionality though. And so it's a create button that doesn't create. You, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't know exactly what it does. I've never actually used the share button oh, on, really? on PS4. Um, I just, you, can you make like game clips or something with it? Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, I'm pretty sure it does the same thing then. Um, of sharing a clip, just create a clip. Just mm-hmm. gonna sit there, take up take up storage, but you can make it. Yep, exactly. <laughs> uh, they swapped out the charger to a USB C, which is nice. Um, and lastly, they built in a microphone to it uh, to like quickly chat. Like, like I don't know exactly the purpose. So I guess if you don't have a headset, but I think you can turn off the mic, which is also nice for, you know, privacy concerns. Um, But it seems like a really solid controller, and it actually made me much more excited about the PlayStation 5, Um, especially if the rumors are true about it being $399. And, you know, I've never been a huge fan of PlayStation controllers. Like, even the PlayStation 4, which is a huge improvement over the last, you know, three generations, still not great. Uh, but I really think that this one's promising and, uh, I'm excited to, you know, just actually hold it. Yeah. You know, I think that like, it's very strange how people have been so polarized Mm -hmm. about, about this. This is why, and I think the polarization and the negativity kind of feeds into why companies don't really try to do different things a lot of times. It's because people will just they'll nitpick over the over the smallest little things here and there. And it's it's gotta be frustrating. Mm-hmm. Sony tried to change their <clears throat> right Sony tried to change the PlayStation controller in the past. Yeah with PS3. I think, yeah, I think between three and four. And they switched it back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because the the response to them changing it was so negative. Mm-hmm. And so, I, you know, and it's funny how you I've seen a lot of different people like try to recreate the PlayStation controller. Um, they're like, oh, well, here's my design of the PlayStation 5 controller and here's my design of the PlayStation 5 controller and things like that. It's that so those have been really interesting to see. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, you know, kudos to Sony for um, 
taking a step forward, you know, past what they've done before when it comes to their hardware. To be fair, the main complaint that I've seen is color scheme. They don't like the the white and black Stormtrooper color scene, color scheme, which is easily remedied because they come out with, you know, a few few variations of the controllers all the time. Like, you know, there's always there's always like 10 or 12 variations on right. the market. I mean, or they could just close their eyes and they play it and they didn't ever have to see it. <laughs> or just like, how often are you looking down at your controller? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, I think it looks great. Yeah, I do too. It's look, it's very clean. Of course, I'm a huge fan of the Stormtrooper look. Got my Stormtrooper mug right here. Um, looks pretty good. My my phone background Stormtrooper. So uh, <laughs> maybe I'm biased though. That's fair. Well, you know, Tony, we we are with you. Although I probably will be playing way more Xbox. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I respect your design choices. You got some big entertainment news for us coming up. Don't yeah, you? so so SNL <clears throat> went on a hiatus and then stayed on said hiatus due to coronavirus. But um, SNL is actually going to be returning this weekend. And all of their sketches will be remote sketches, which I think is hilarious. Oh, my gosh. And all of the remote sketches will include weekend updates. That one makes the most sense. Yes. <laughs> I think the rest of these are going to be hilariously bad, given the circumstances. And yep. I think that that will... But, you know, at the same time, we're living in a world right now where the number one watched television show in the United States is Tiger King. So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, anybody will laugh at anything at this, at this point. I mean, Tiger King was a well-made documentary. Yeah, but come on. <laughs> Number one watched. <laughs> if we it's, weren't all on, in quarantine right now, none of us would be watching this. <laughs> it's so memeable. Is it is it is memeable. It's already has it's yeah. It yeah. And you know there's going to be a Tiger King sketch. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um have you seen those little like sleeve things that you can get for like debit and credit cards yeah online someone someone made one of joe exotic saying i'm never gonna financially recover from this (laughs) (laughs) i also like i haven't finished tiger king yet i have two i have two episodes left Mm -hmm. before the new one comes out on sunday um which is hilarious gonna get an episode of tiger king on the day jesus rose from the dead if you're into that sort of thing. I mean, I am. But some people are. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, it's going to be, it's interesting. But yeah, SNL is coming back. It's going to, it's going to air at the usual time. Okay. 11.30 p.m. Um, and they've yet to announce the host or the musical guest. But apparently they're going to announce those as well. Oh and my gosh! I can't, I can't wait. <laughs> this is gonna be, this is gonna be great. This is gonna be great. Man, this, this is like must watch because nothing like this has ever been done. No, for, no, it hasn't. At least for as wide of an audience as SNL has. Yeah, so, <laughs> it's funny. 
because no one really knows if the sketches are going to be pre-performed or if they're going to be performed live. Right. No, no one knows yet. <clears throat> the only thing we know is it's definitely it's definitely not going to be filmed in front of a studio audience. Right. <laughs> that's that's it. Also, Tom Hanks might be involved in some capacity. Oh, is he better? Yeah, yeah, he's better. But he's gonna he be he's gonna be involved in some capacity. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Filmed in front of a live studio ostrich. Alright, what's what what you got next for us? Speaking of things making a comeback, uh E3 has already decided that they are coming back in twenty twenty one. Uh Corona did not kill them as of right now. Um losing their producer of the last twenty five years did not kill them. Uh <clears throat> losing a lot of Support from Sony and other developers did not kill them, but they are restructuring and coming back in 2021 um, with a vengeance. I'm I'm excited that they're keeping going because that's one of my favorite weeks of the summer. You know, just like getting all the announcements of, of games and <clears throat> it would have been really cool this year with new console stuff. Um, but I love seeing. Uh, Big games and, and indie games get time to shine. Um, I, I watch, you know, most if not all of the press conferences. In yeah. uh, to some capacity, there's still going to be press conferences. They're, they're just going to do like what Nintendo do, does with the the Treehouse Direct thing. Um, although Bethesda officially decided that they're not doing that, um, but I think Microsoft is is going to do one. Um, I think it's exciting. I it, I don't think it's too early to announce that they're planning for sure to do 2021. Um, you know, hopefully everything <laughs> like the coronavirus will be just a distant bad memory by then. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited about it. I don't know about you. I don't know if it's too early to be excited about it. Yeah, I feel like it's a little bit early because E3, I mean, we've talked about this at length before, but E3 has kind of been dying um, because a lot of a lot of producers and developers um, want to do things kind of their own way and not have to try to prepare things for E3. And so maybe this restructure will serve as a way to bring um, people back into kind of what everything that E3 is doing. So, because um, E3 is a really is a really stellar conference, but you know when you have when you we have to watch E3 and then you also have to watch EA play at E3 and then all of the other things that go on at the same time, it kind of becomes a bit much. So hopefully, E3 can 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 do things differently in a way that will entice people to want to come back and be a part of E3. Yeah. In 2021. Yeah, and you know I think. I think people will want to come back. Um, I I've mentioned it before, but I listen to most, if not all, of the major IGN podcasts, and they they all talk about they always around E3 time talk about how much they love going to E3. Um, so they they still have you know support from reporters and um, 
other people of those type in the industry, but they don't have necessarily um, the developer or um, publisher support. Uh, they're, they're actually losing that. And um, maybe it's a chance for E3 to be kind of reshaped more like PAX. PAX is smaller, and there's th- four of them. There's East, West, Prime, and Australia, I yeah. think. Yeah, so um, that'd be that'd be kind of cool to see if E3 became like a smaller conference for smaller devs and smaller publishers, but you never know. Um, we still got Gamescom. I don't think Gamescom's been officially uh, delayed or uh, canceled yet. Gamescom's in end of July or early August. Yeah. So we'll see. Gamescom's also really fun to watch. Yeah. But obviously it's not as big as E3 was. Well, at least from a, from a reporting perspective, it's actually in and of itself is a bigger conference. Um, but who knows? Maybe, maybe when, when things blow over, maybe, People will be like, hey, maybe I should go to Gamescom and announce everything I was going to announce at E3. Um, maybe it will be the E3 of this year. There's a there's a possibility. There's a possibility. We'll have to we'll have to wait and see. After like that's kind of been the the uh, the motto for this season that the world is in right now. Wait and see. Mm-hmm. So, so Cyberpunk 2077 actually has news out, other than it being delayed. Um, and the news is that the the DLC for Cyberpunk 2077 is actually going to be announced prior to the game being released. This is not uncommon for uh, CD Projekt Red to do, as they did the same thing with Witcher 3. They announced all of their DLC about three months before the release of the game itself, and one of the developers at CD Projekt Red stated that Cyberpunk 2077 would have no less DLC than The Witcher 3. Wow. So what that means is The Witcher 3 had two entire separate story DLCs, I think Hearts of Stone and Blood and Wine were their names, that were um, entirely separate stories that were basically small games within themselves. And then The Witcher 3 also had about 16 smaller DLC add-ons that you could also have access to, um, whether they were whether they were aesthetic or um, smaller missions or new game plus. I know they added at a later date as a download and things like that. So um, all of this stuff is supposed to be announced prior to Cyberpunk 2077's release, which is supposed to be in September, September 17th, I think. Yeah, is when it's supposed to be released at, at this point. So, so yeah, um, not all doom and gloom from from that perspective because a lot of games up to this point in 2020 have been delayed because of because of coronavirus. And so, um, it's nice to be able to hear that there's still things being done. Everybody at CG Project Red have officially stated that everyone's working remotely now, yeah. but that has not derailed anything that they've done in terms of developing this game or working on this game for the reason that they delayed it the first time. So, so yeah, 
What are you, what are you thinking? Are you excited about C, about CD Projekt Red's new new video game coming out? So on, honestly, I've never played a CD Projekt Red game. Oh, you're in for a treat. So, I, and I am excited about Cyberpunk. Um, it looks like a beautiful game, and I am very excited to play it. Um, Keanu Reeves, am I right? Um, in it. <laughs> But yeah, I'm, I'm You're excited. breathtaking. <laughs> yeah. I I don't have I don't have too much to say about it. Um, I know I've I've been following this game ever since it was announced in like what? 2013. 2012, 2013. Yeah. yeah. It, um. So, you know, I think CD Projekt Red is one of those developers that has earned the right to take their time. Um, much like, you know, Rockstar has earned the time, earned the, the right to be able to take their time with games. Um, so yeah, I mean, they just like the first Witcher game was a little bit of a sleeper hit, uh, Witcher two really gained traction, especially cause it was released on Xbox 360. Um, and then Witcher three was just a, you know, out of the park hit, like a uh, lot of people bought that games. Pretty and, stellar game. And it, I mean, just, you know, nines and tens across the board uh, from reviewers. It's um, a gold standard of RPGs for the current generation at that time. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, it's ridiculous, like, how high their quality is. Um, so, yeah, CD Projekt Red is amazing, you know, develop. They're kind of like, I mean, if you think about it, they're kind of indie a little bit because they're not like a huge publisher or studio. I mean, they've got like over 400 staffed employees. <laughs> oh, well, they're not so much indie anymore. <laughs> they're not, not anymore. They're huge. They're huge. But, anyways, I think they're bigger for... than Bethesda. Ooh. I think Bethesda's, I think, well, back in the day, Bethesda's staff was around 90 people. I, that, I'm sure it's, that was around the time Skyrim was being made. Oh, that was before they had, like, acquisitions, though. Yeah, so it might be bigger now. Yeah, they got, like, id, arcane. Yeah, they did they, id, arcane. And... Um, what's the other one that develops uh, Wolfenstein? I keep forgetting. <laughs> I don't know. And arcane has two studios. They have one in Austin, and they have one in France. Huh. Yeah, so, yeah. Bethesda's kind of big now, but... Yeah, I'm excited about this, and especially because I've just been looking for, I haven't been able to get into a good, like RPG esque game since Breath of the Wild, mm-hmm. um, and before that, it was really Skyrim. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm looking for a good one, and maybe maybe I should try to get into The Witcher. I mean, you could. It's still still a lot of fun. Also, you know. For the Switch owners out there, you know, we've got the definitive edition of Xenoblade Chronicles coming out next month. So that's true. So that's always an option as well. I mean, I'm getting it. <laughs> I need to think about it. It's like, nah, 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 nah. You need to not think and you need to spend. <laughs> I do that already. <laughs> <laughs> Fair, enough. Fair enough. Moving along. Um, the Atlanta Falcons revealed their new uniforms, and, and those they look like doo I was gonna say are very polarizing. <laughs> um, 
it's funny because I've talked to a few people that really like them, and I, I'm not like a Falcons fan or anything, but I think they're kind of cool. Um, my favorite one is the alternate with the black jersey and red pants. Mm. That's that's the best looking one. Um, but I, you know, they needed a change because like it had been like what 15 years or something like that since they had had a uniform change. Um, and and uniforms have never been that bad. They just they looked kind of dated. I mean, most but most franchises don't change their uniforms drastically. That's like true. Like the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. They yeah. look the same since the 70s. Yeah. But I guess when you win Super Bowls, it's fine. Exactly. Go to Super Bowls and get stomped. So maybe these horrendous, <laughs> horrendous jerseys will like burn the eyes out of all defenses and Matt Ryan will have a career year. <laughs> the Falcons aren't the only one that got new uniforms. The Buccaneers also got new uniforms. The Rams got new uniforms. Uh, but also, so the Colts are slated to get slated to get new uniforms. The Patriots are slated to get new uniforms and the Browns, the, but the Browns just got them like a couple years ago. So I don't understand. It makes no sense. Yeah. I was like, Browns um, just got uniforms. but yeah, uh, I'm, I'm excited just because I like to see new uniforms throughout the unit, like just throughout sports in general. Like it's always fun to see the new kits revealed um i what was it last year oh yeah last year when atlanta united got new home kits it was fun to watch but it was kind of underwhelming because <laughs> it wasn't the georgia peach <laughs> <laughs> so true um dude, that thing wasn't good looking at all <laughs> no dude uh, that's probably why joseph martinez snapped his acl and that's playing true that. he, he <laughs> he did it on purpose. Um, <clears throat> trying to think of like, I mean, NBA is cool because like a few years ago, like when Miami went through uniform changes, they went through drastic uniform changes. And their uniform changes were awesome. They're sick. They're like My- Miami Vice style. Yep. It was awesome. So cool, and you know, no one's come close to like having that cool of uniforms. In my one opinion. Of the, one of the really cool, like, the NBA <clears throat> is really cool because they, when they, they'll do uniform and court, court changes to coincide with one another. Mm-hmm. One of the ones that I really liked um, of this past year was, not this past year, of this season, was the Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets didn't do anything specific, but mm-hmm. they, they just, the Brooklyn Nets always wear gray. Right. And so they changed they, they changed their the inside of their of their arena. Like everything was gray and black, including the seats. And so the Brooklyn Nets had the same color scheme as um like the seats and everything on the inside of the arena. So the only color pop that you got was from the away team. And so it was either that or the or the shoes that the athletes were wearing. And I remember, mm. I remember being at a trivia night, and the Brooklyn Nets game was on, and watching it, and people were genuinely confused on whether or not the color in the television had gone out, or was going, or, or, or there was something wrong. And I was like, it's, no, there's clearly they were playing the Lakers. I was like, the Lakers are wearing yellow right now. Like you can, 
what do you mean has the color gone out of the TV? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I mean the Falcons, the Falcons uh, jerseys don't look good. Their uniforms don't look that great. They got clowned by the Carolina Panthers, but I don't know if you saw that on uh-huh. Twitter. It was really funny. You should go back and look at uh, the Panthers' kind of response to it. It was it was funny. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we'll have to see, you know, whether or not the Falcons will even be able to pull these uniforms on. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so yeah, they, they don't look good though. Another reason, another. That's just one more excuse to tick in the box of why we didn't win more than five games in the season. (laughs) Kind of sticking with the sports, though. Uh, Dana White, the president of UFC, is preparing Fight Island to bring UFC back early during this pandemic. And apparently it's going to be ready within a month. No way. Yeah. So it's actually really funny. Um, Aaron Hargrove had, like just this idea slash dream of like the NBA continuing on a private Island and just cause like really into the NBA and we're super getting into it. Uh, like right as the pandemic hit and cause that was when the season was getting good. Um, yeah, but Dana White is doing this. Uh, <laughs> he's, you know, getting the UFC athletes, all isolated on an island and you know this sounds like a great idea but just takes one of them that doesn't that is uh you know not showing symptoms you know, to to infect the whole ufc and um you know who knows if it'll be i mean it'll definitely be televised why else would he be doing this but um just the fact that it's going to be ready within a month um, is kind of crazy. Um, you know, you see reports of like college football coaches mentally preparing to not play in front of fans, you know, stuff like that. But then <laughs> this is happening where they, where someone buys a private island, who knows where to go do UFC. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. And I also don't, no, like, I mean, Dana White's kind of a clown, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if so. WrestleMania was this past weekend, yeah, and for some unknown reason that I guess only the Lord Himself could explain, they didn't they didn't postpone it or schedule it for another day or anything. Mm-hmm. They held WrestleMania in in front of no one. Their biggest event of the year. They decided to go ahead and have it in front of no one. And it bombed. And so, and there were moments and things that, that, that took place that apparently would have been much better, you know, had they actually performed in front of an audience. Right. Um and so I don't understand why Dana White thinks that anything that they would do would be any different than that. <laughs> but of course, you know, like I said, Dana White's kind of a clown. So, yeah. So whatever. I feel like just a, a huge loss of money for this. Like, 
unless people are that desperate for sports, which they might be, like, I personally don't know that many UFC fans. I don't know if you do. Yeah, there's, they're, they're out there, man. I know they're out there. I just they're, hi- they're hiding in the weeds, watching fights every weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're usually the obnoxious ones at Buffalo Wild Wings. They really are. Like, let's go eat, let's go eat mediocre wings and watch a mediocre sport. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I just, I hope, uh, I hope at least the like football is back. Even if it's not in front of an audience, <laughs> it'll be yeah. weird. It'd be a little strange, for sure. But it'd be fun to watch. It would be fun to watch. But it would be it would be very, very strange. Very, very. That brings us into Video Game 20 Questions. Oh, Lord. I am ready. All right. <clears throat> Video game 20 questions, eh? <clears throat> All right. Did this television... See. <sighs> did this... <laughs> did did this game... Is, was this game released on the Nintendo Entertainment System? No. Okay. Is this a Nintendo licensed product in general? No. Okay, is this a Microsoft licensed product? No. Okay, so Sony then? No. Okay. Cool. Well, <laughs> so it's so it's so it's been released on multiple platforms. Yes. I was about to say, if you say no to that, then. Again, you're picking something that I can't guess. <laughs> All right. Um, well received game. Um, was it released before 2000? No. After 2005? No. After 2010? You had wait. You had a window. I said. I said so before 2000. After 2005, after 2010. Yeah, I said it was not released before 2000, and it was not... Oh, wait. It was released before 2005. Okay. Sorry. I misunderstood the question. Okay. So it's released before 2005, so after the year 2000. Correct. Um... Um... Is this a multiplayer game? No. Single player then. Correct. Um, is this game an RPG? Um, no. Action adventure? Yes. Okay. So action adventure single player game released before 2005. You got on, on on multiple platforms. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> um, is the studio well known? For sure. For sure. Okay. Is it one of the like major studios? One of the big one of the 
big two. So um, I say big, one of the big two, so like Activision or Electronic Arts? No. Okay. Mm. Hmm. Have to be the guinea pig for asking the right types of questions on these. I had a system that didn't work for television shows. So, <laughs> but I had a system. I had a system, by gosh. I had a system. Um... <clears throat> Um, before 2005, action adventure game. Um, is the protagonist female? No. The male. Male protagonist. Yeah. Human. Yes. Okay, just want to make sure it's not <clears throat> out there. Um. <clears throat> Does this game involve zombies? No. Okay, so that counts. That that just discounts <clears throat> the Resident Evil game ever. <laughs> but only only two have had two. Yeah, only only three, four, only four have had female protagonists. So, <laughs> and they're not the they're not the regular ones either. They're all the all the offshoots. And no one plays. Um, <clears throat> um, I'm at a bit of a loss here. What? How many questions have I asked? Fourteen. Okay, so I get my hint at fifteen then. Correct. Okay. Um. So really well known studio. Um. Not Activision, not Electronic Arts. Is the is the studio Bioware? No. Okay. Bioware would have not been a part of EA before 2000. Nothing like some boss music. <clears throat> Got five questions left. All right, your hint. It is. The first game mm-hmm. in a series, a popular multi-platform series. The first game in a popular multi-platform series. Yeah. So what you're telling me is the game that you're trying to get me to guess is the first game yes. in a popular multi-platform series. Correct. So let me get this straight. The game that I'm trying to figure out. Okay. All right. <laughs> I don't think I could be any more clear. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Um, hmm. The first game in a popular multi-platform series. Um, what? Does the game involve vampires? No. Okay, so it's not Devil May Cry. Um. Does this game take place on Earth? Yes. 
Hmm. Human protagonist. Game takes place on Earth. Have I played this game? I'm not sure. <laughs> um, got one more than a guess. Okay. The, the multi-platform is what's throwing me off. It was just one. It was just one thing that I could can narrow it down. Um, huh? Is this game at least before two thousand five? Is it a Star Wars game? No. All right, so my guess for this game that is the first game in a series is <clears throat> man, I was gonna say that, and I was like, that's that's not a multi-platform game. Um, that one doesn't have a human and protagonist. <laughs> um. action adventure okay um that one doesn't have a male protagonist beautiful joe nope dang it Released on May 4th, 2004, Red Dead Revolver. That doesn't really count. As what? As the first game of the series. Sure it does. It technically does. They 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 nod to it in Red Dead in Red Dead Redemption 2. The first, or the successor to Red Dead Revolver, Red Dead Redemption, was officially announced on PS3 and Xbox 360 in 2009. It's such a, it's such a drastic departure <clears throat> from Red Dead Revolver, though. And it, there's, there's like, there's nothing to make it, like there is in Red Dead Redemption 1 and 2. That's a solid thing, though. That's a solid thing. It's also really loud. My bad. <laughs> Let's <laughs> <clears throat> have a solid theme. Um, okay, Red Dead Revolver. I would have never, I've never played Red Dead Revolver. I didn't start playing them until Red Dead Redemption. Same. So I would have never got that. You know, might not count it then. <laughs> no, no, you can count it. Okay. I'm down. I'm down one zero. <laughs> until next week, when you get me with. I'm gonna tell you right now. The game's going to be Beautiful Joe, but you're not going to remember. <clears throat> <laughs> what if I just finessed you like that? <laughs> In the worst way. When I was like, 
So is, is that what we're gonna do? Is that if they don't get it, we're gonna play the we're gonna play the theme? Yeah, let's do that. Dude, that see that would be cool. If ooh, what if we did? What if we did um on the guess? If they don't get it right, then we play the theme as a redemption. As a Red Dead redemption. <laughs> Folks, that's all the time we have for you. <laughs> <laughs> but he's right. Uh, <laughs> um, let's see. What do we usually say for outro? That's all the time we got. I'm your host, Aaron Weiss, along with Bryant Stinson. You can find me at the Weiss is Right on Instagram and Twitter. Email us by feedback at Weisscast.com. Follow us on Instagram at Weisscast. Um, think that's all i have bryant what about you can find me on instagram and twitter at bk stinson 08 um tune in next week when i stump aaron with beautiful joe (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna happen too and i know i'm so sad about it it's not gonna be beautiful joe (laughs) our outro music this week is from Zoe Doxo on SoundCloud, and it is a 8-bit trap remix to Evil Morty's theme from Rick and Morty. Huh. And it's actually really good. So enjoy that. Uh, we'll catch you next week. Have a happy Easter, y'all. Happy Easter. <laughs>